Hey, everybody, welcome to the Mondo Show. I appreciate you tuning in today. Stay tuned because on today's program, I have a very special guest, and we are going to be talking about her new book called His Blood Speaks. I want you to know something that we need victory in this year. And Happy New Year, by the way. I hope you had a great one. But I want you to start making plans this year to walk into the new year with power, with authority, knowing that the power of the blood of Jesus Christ has the authority to overcome any difficulty that you're facing this year. Maybe you're facing some sickness in your life. Maybe you're facing some challenges financially that you're looking for a breakthrough. And I want you to know that the greatest weapon that Christ gave us at the cross was the power to call upon his name and to use the blood of the lamb as an authority figure to be able to overcome any darkness, any dark moment in your life. And I want you to know something, that the power of the blood is not being preached in the church today. As a matter of fact, the power of the blood, just the word the blood makes people nervous. It makes people uncomfortable. But yet it is the power that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ, when he gave him up to the cross and the blood of the lamb was spilled for our forgiveness of our sins. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed to call upon the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my family, over my finances, over my own life, over my challenges. Why? Because there's power in the blood. The gospel is sufficient enough to change the circumstances that you're going to face this year. And I want to encourage you that in this year, you must begin to walk in the authority that has been given to you as a believer. Don't allow another gospel to change the message of the cross. Oh, I'm preaching already. Listen, I, I, I am riled up because I cannot believe how many pastors are moving away from the power of the blood of the, of the cross. I'm, I'm amazed that many pastors today are moving away from God and the message. And I want to challenge you with this scripture today before I start my interview with my special guest, Ginger Ziegler is my special guest today, and she's going to be ministering to you and I about her new book called His Blood Speaks. This 31-day devotional can change your life and will change your life when you begin to have authority, listen to me, when you begin to have authority over your circumstances. I remember my dear friend, uh, Artie Kendall, said, don't allow the power of your circumstances to change your faith. Instead, allow your faith, the power of your faith, to change the circumstances of your life. Let's go back to the Word. That's what I like to begin my life with is the power of the Word. And I want you to turn your, your Bible and go to the Scriptures, to the epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Galatians, chapter 1, verse 6. This is a message for you. And, and the reason why I want to read this message is because the headline I want to read to you today is this. And I can't believe that this is even happening in the church. I'm not surprised what's happening outside of the church, but I'm, I'm afraid that inside of the church, the message is being changed. This is the headline according to Barna in the research center there. Thousands of pastors have become leaders of a movement away from God towards narcissism. 
culture is leading the church. And inside of this report, he writes, a 2022 survey of 1,000 Christian pastors across seven major groupings of denominations revealed that only 30% of clergy have a biblical worldview. Among evangelical pastors surveyed 30% said they don't believe that their salvation is based exclusively on confessing their sins through the repentance and accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. I can't believe I'm reading this. 39% of evangelical pastors reject that there is an absolute moral truth and instead contend that each individual must determine their own truth. Listen to this last uh, sentence. 30% said that having a faith matters more than which faith you have. Oh, my Lord. I wonder what the Apostle Paul would think of that headline today. I think this is what he will say. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not a gospel, but there are some who troubled you and will pervert the gospel of Christ. Although if we, or an angel from heaven, preach another gospel to you than the one we have preached to you, let him be cursed, as we said before. So I say now again, if anyone preaches another gospel to you than the one you have received, let him be cursed. We are in trouble in the church today. I believe that if we don't come back to the original gospel that was, that was preached to us, the gospel that was presented to us, we're, con we're going to continue to see an unraveling and, and uh, falling away from believers because they're not getting the truth. They're not getting the, the, the authority that, that the gospel teaches. Yet, in the church today, the number one thing that is not being talked about, it's not being taught, it's not being preached, is the power of the blood of Christ. That, that, that alone separates it from any other God that is out there. Oh, I better be quiet because I want to hear from my special guest today. Her name is Ginger Ziegler, and her book right now is out, and I'm going to put a link on the screen where you can go and order this book and get this 31-day devotional. It is titled, His Blood Speaks, Your Victory, The Devil's Defeat. Ginger Ziegler has served in ministry for more than 40 years as a pastor, preacher, teacher, an overseer of a prison ministry. She also preached the gospel in several foreign countries and served at Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I love Kenneth Copeland. He's been so good to our family. I want you to help me welcome my special guest today, Ginger Ziegler. Welcome to the Mondo Show. Thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to share about the blood of Jesus, a present Day truth that we need for sure. <laughs> when, when I read the headline, what was your first thought as we deal with thousands of pastors have become leaders of a movement away from God? You know, Paul told us that there'd be a time at the end when people wanted teaching that would itch their ears. And so, but what happens is you might get that kind of feel good message, but 
eventually you're going to get to the place to where you're going to need authority and power operational in your life. And that's why the blood of Jesus is now coming back to the forefront and the cross. And that's the foundation of our faith. That's how we're born again. But that's also how we end up with total victory because of the power that's in the blood of Jesus. And so as the Lord shows people, they get to the place to where they're like, okay, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? They'll get to the place where they'll say, hey, I need the truth. You know, John 1 says uh, in 14 through 17, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And the reason that could happen was based upon the power of the blood of Jesus, the life that is in the very blood of Jesus. And it's coming to a day. So we're, we're faced with Satan himself or demonic forces. I'm telling you, you've got to have it on the inside of you. You've got to know that when you speak the blood, that is the authority that Satan bows down to. Revelation 12, 11, Jesus himself said, hey, y'all, pay attention. This is what's about to happen. It's by your testimony. It's by what you say about the power of the blood and my resurrection. That's how you overcome even Satan himself. You know, you have been ministering for 40, over 40 years now. I got to ask you this, Ms. Ginger, how did we get to the place in the church where we have excluded the teachings of the blood of Christ? Here we are at the end times. Reality is happening every single day. And I'm telling you, it's, it's going to turn. But Jesus himself said there would be a separation. And prophets been talking about it for the last two or three years, that a great separation was coming in the churches. And be separation sometimes of relationships. There'd be separation between uh, people in the congregation, separation between denominations, separation between churches. And so because Satan wants to separate, divide, so that he can destroy but once we get to the place where we'll go, hey, wait a minute, hey, wake up, something is going on, and we got to have a power greater than ourselves. Mm. I mean, we, we got to get that. We've got to have God working operative in our life, and how we do that is by speaking the word according to the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, nothing by any means shall hurt you or harm you, that can't just be a bunch of words that we say. That's got to be down on the inside of us when you're faced with some demonic situation or some life-changing situation. All of us have had bumps in the road. I've had plenty. I know you have too. <laughs> I've been listening to your testimony. And so, but how, does, how, do, how do we overcome it? We overcome it. We've got to have, God has got to be greater inside us than the circumstances on the outside. What advice do you have for this young generation that is experiencing the battle over territory, meaning in one way they're giving a, a motivational speaking sermon on Sunday mornings, yet the gospel teaches that the time of pressure that we're going through, we're going to have to know the word. We're going to have to have the ability to bring the glory into our homes. What is your advice? How? I guess what I'm asking is, you have lived a long time. What has held you together in the midst of the process of developing a relationship with Christ? Well, I was very blessed 
my beginning, I was about four or five, uh, lived in a very uh, bad situation. Nobody was born again, but I got to go to a tent church. And uh, I had a vision, which I wasn't even allowed to go to church. And all I ever heard Jesus' name was in cussing. <laughs> but he revealed himself to me in that tent church that day. And there was, it was a vision, which I had no idea what visions were. But I, he took me up, and I went up in the heavenlies, not heaven, but the heavenlies. And I saw him. He let me see him being crucified. And his blood came down off of that cross. And to me, I was a little girl. I was just standing there looking, and his blood got on me. And I'm telling you what, it changed my life. I'm living today exactly like I did then. And we've got to have some kind of a an experience with him to where we experience the love of Christ, the depth and the height and the length and the breadth to where we, we get a reality check. And I had to live through a lot of bad situations till I was 18. But that held me, that experience, seeing the blood of Jesus, seeing exactly what he did. And, you know, Kenneth Copeland sings when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I cry my eyes out every time because that's exactly how I got born again. And so we, these young people, I, I work with a lot of young people. And uh, they come to my house and I teach them about dreams and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, I teach them, <clears throat> you got to live in that straight lane because you can't compromise. And this is what it's all about now is like gray. There's no gray things with Jesus. He's either right or wrong. It's either him or it's not. It's either the truth or a lie. And so we got to help these young people. I love young people. I love, in fact, most of the people I know are young. They're all younger than me <laughs> because I like being around them. But I want to teach them how you, you've got to get, make a decision. This is what I'm going to do, Jesus. I'm going to serve you no matter what. And you've got to have time every single day. And don't tell me you don't have time. You know, everybody has time. It's what you do with the time. We all have the same amount of time. But every day you study the word, study the word, you pray, you pray. But you ask for an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus to where he is so real. May I tell you one story? Is, it, is it okay if I share one story Absolutely. about the intimacy? Um, my grandson, John Michael, y'all might have heard and seen his music, John Michael Howell, when he was little. He spent a lot of time uh, with me, the kids did, when they were uh, growing up. Sherry Michael was out ministering. And so anyway, when he was real little, he would, like three or four years old, he'd come and he'd kiss me on this side and he'd kiss me on this side and he would tell me how much he loved me. And that did something down deep on the inside of me. So as life went on, I went through some of these crazy things everybody else goes through. Um, I would get in that place with the Lord, and I'd, I'd call my Boaz. <laughs> so I'd say, Boaz, I'll be all right if you just give me a kiss right here and a kiss right here, because there's something about understanding God as your father, your real father, your real father, which he taught me back in the 70s, but understanding that personal relationship that he does wipe away all the tears from your eyes, and he does. He cares about the little tiny things in your life. He shows himself. He proves himself to you. And that's what these kids are wanting. Mm. Some of them from broken homes. Some of them don't even know what time of day it is. You know, they're trying to get an education. Then they don't even know what to do with the education. They're searching. But Jesus reveals to every single person, if you'll do this, 
this is your destiny. This is who you are. And I made you like that. Before the foundations of the earth, Jeremiah said, I knew you before, you, while you were in your mother's womb. And so if those kids can begin to see that, then that will give them a purpose in life. And it's more than just going to movies and going out and eating pizza. They begin to realize, wait a minute, this, this life is very important. And so as they begin to see that, they, they get into a deeper, deeper relationship with the Lord. It's just amazing. It's an amazing walk. And I think those of us in the church, listen, and us preachers, we all live in the straight lane, but we ought to also say, hey, yeah, there's hard days, but this can be an exciting adventure of faith if you learn how to work with God in those situations. That's what I tell them all the time. Oh, you, you listen, you're so right on. And one of my favorite chapters in the devotional is day 12. And mm -hmm. I believe that, listen, I want you to get this book. I want you to get this devotional. It's, it's a 31-day devotional. You're going to learn a lot about yourself because we're facing a situation in life right now where people are not feeling loved. They got right. love mixed up. The definition of love has been confused. And when I read a headline about the National Institute of Mental Health, the headline is this, suicide is leading cause of death in the United States. And then I look at the numbers, United States claiming the lives, listen to this number, of over 45,900 people, suicide was the second leading cause of death among individuals between the ages, listen to this, 10 and 14, and 25 and 34. Something is wrong in our society. Something is wrong in our culture today. Even though social media is exploding, even though, you know, we're, we're living our lives, you know, transparent almost when in, in social media and everything that has to do surrounding the culture, yet people are not feeling loved. Young children from the ages of 10 to 14, then the 25 to 34. We're losing people to suicide. We're losing people. Something is wrong, Ms. Ginger. And I love that you wrote uh, on day 12, pursue by perfect love. Yes. This is what you write. This is a simple but vital truth. This, is, this word is for you. If you're feeling down today, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like you don't fit in, even though you have thousands of followers watching your videos and maybe you're feeling ignored by your family members and maybe your dad didn't hug you enough, maybe your dad sexually abused you, maybe your mother didn't believe you, something happened that has caused that love to give a different definition of what God intended it to be. But this is a word for you from Miss Ginger on this devotional. This is a simple but vital truth. God loved you so much that he gave, for God's love is simply giving. It is giving his best. He's given his all, given himself, that what he did when he sent Jesus to earth, he gave us his love by giving us himself. And you write the scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Tell me, why did you feel so strong about writing about pursued by perfect love? Well, because I, I began to understand years ago in, in the Garden of Eden what actually happened with Adam and Eve um, when they sinned. We hear preachers talk about they had fear, which I agree with that. But I knew there was a root, and I kept studying. I said, Lord, what goes beyond 
fear? What causes fear? What activates fear? What is the, what's the root of it? Because I like to get to the bottom of it. And so he began to reveal to me what the root in the garden, in the very beginning, was they felt rejected by God. And I firmly believe rejection is the hardest thing anybody can ever experience. People can be married and yet be single. Uh, people can have children and yet there's a disconnect. What is that? See, that's that abandonment feeling on the inside. That came from the old man. That came because of sin and because they felt rejected. If they had not have felt rejected, they would have run to God. And so Ephesians 1, 6 says, we are the accepted. That The bottom, if you go down to the root of that, you can find that it has, has the root of grace. Isn't that cool? For by grace are we saved? But you're accepted in the beloved, the beloved Lord Jesus Christ. And so in this relationship, I, I, I'm telling you, I talk to kids all the time, young people, and they just want acceptance. And I, I realize that the more that I'm able to accept them, the more they're drawn to me because I love them when they're good and I love them when they're bad. <laughs> you know? And I always say, hey, I'm going to give you a spanking today. And they know, but it'll be in love. And so I think that's the very root of it. We feel abandoned. And Adam and Eve ran. That's why they hid instead of running to God. And I'm telling you, when I wrote that chapter, and I heard all this other stuff about you know trying to chase Jesus down, well, you can forget that. He's chasing you down. And you can be overcome by his love. And because he's going to chase you until you stand still long enough, turn around and say, hey, love is after me. Goodness and mercy is following me all the days of my life. That's what people really want. That's why that scripture says, John 3, 16, that by love, he loved the world. Love, love, that's who Jesus is. And it said that none, so that we wouldn't perish. If you look up the word perish, it means we won't fall apart. And so if people begin to see that God really loves them in the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he will help bring them out of that. Yeah, he may give them a spanking because <laughs> he's a good father, but he does it with such tenderness and such kindness. I'm, I know when my kids were growing up, the hardest thing I ever had to do was discipline them. I cried harder than they did because I loved them but I love them enough to talk to them about situations in their life. And if we can ever see that, I'm telling you, 19, I think it was 71 or 72, I had a really bad situation happen and the Lord came to me and he said, look, kind of stern, he said, look, I am your heavenly father. And starting today, we're going to have a father-child relationship and it's going to take years to develop it. But when you learn that I am your father, then you'll, your whole life will change. And let me tell you, it did, because I had the other kind of situation. But it did end up good, I want to tell you. My mom and dad, I, I was able to lead them both to the Lord, so I don't want it to sound like yucky. <laughs> so I got in a position. Once I forgave them, then, you know, it, it was awesome. Anyway, so going back to that, the root of it is people feel rejected. Now, we can't, like, accept them and say, like, well, okay, you're sinning like a crazy person. And that's okay. No, it's not okay because it's destroying them. That's why it's not okay. And so love will say, hey, there's a better way. Let me show you a better way. And so love is will instruct and help. 
but that's I'm telling you, Mondo, that's where it's at. Everybody wants acceptance. Absolutely. And so they're doing all these crazy things to get acceptance. Listen, oh, I, clothes and I got, everything, poopy stuff. I got one minute left. Can you pray oh. for those that are watching right now to experience that love? Yes. Oh, Father God, right now we believe. I believe in the power of your love. You are love. You are the manifestation of love. And Father, these people that will be listening and watching and all those people that are crying out right now, Lord, women that are crying and children that don't know what to do. They're just running and hiding. I know what that was like, Lord. I'm asking you to manifest your love to them in dreams and visions and, and through people and through witnesses so they can see just grab a hold of the Bible and let them see a verse or a word that will turn their little faces and wipe away their tears. You said you would wipe away every tear in Isaiah in Revelation. And I'm asking you, Lord, to just touch them, touch them deep, deep down on the inside of them. Touch them, Father. Love them in a way that they've never been loved in their entire life so they can really know that they are the accepted and the beloved. In Jesus' name, by the power of the blood, I pray. Amen. I want to thank my special guest today. Order the devotional today. His blood speaks. Your victory, the devil's defeat. I want to leave you with this powerful scripture and hide it in your heart. Mark it in your Bible. This is what it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God demonstrate his own love towards us. That means you and I. In what we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, being now justified by his blood, shall we be saved from wrath through him? For, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more? being reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Furthermore, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I want you to know something, that God loves you. He's crazy about you. No one thing that he hasn't given up on you. The true definition of love, you can find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love never gives up. Love never fails you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what your marriage is looking like right now. I don't know who defiled you. I don't know who took advantage of you. But I want you to know something. That is not God. God loves you unconditionally. He died for us. He sent his only begotten son to die for our sins, to die for our pain, to die for our guilt, for our shame. So we one day can be found not guilty in the presence of God. He wants to forgive you. He wants to lead you in victory this year. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Then read the word. You will find the answers in the word. Then get into a good church that is teaching the word, that is teaching about the blood. And know one thing, he's crazy about you. He loves you. I want to thank you for joining me today. I know you were encouraged on this program. Know one thing, that no matter what you're going through, it's going to be all right. Keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for watching today. Remember, your support and your prayers 
are helping me broadcast this program on the Voice of the Prophets Network. Become a PTL Club member today. $30 a month will help me reach more people for the kingdom of heaven. Write me today. Go to the website. Stand with me as we reach many people for the kingdom of God. Remember this. Keep the faith. It's going to be all right. Bye-bye.